Welcome to the High Performance Health Podcast with your host, Angela Foster. The show where we talk about everything you need to break through limits and achieve a high performance mind, body and lifestyle. Hey there, it's Angela and I hope you are all having a wonderful Christmas break. In this episode, I want to give you some tips to minimize the effects of maybe a little overindulgence over the holiday period. And the first thing I want to kind of go through is why do we get hangovers? Well, hangovers unfortunately happen because of alcohol and the effects that alcohol has on the brain. However, we don't really know how they happen, at least not precisely, we just do have some clues. Now, there are three main types of alcohol, but ethanol is the only one that's fit for human consumption. Now, even this is toxic. It produces a lot of oxidative stress, and it also provokes an inflammatory response, which basically damages and dysregulates the neurons in our brain. So if you want a high-performing brain, then drinking lots of alcohol is not a good idea. But many people, obviously, over the Christmas period and New Year do indulge a little bit. And so I want to give you some tips on how you can minimize the effects of alcohol and also maybe a bit of overindulgence with things like sugar and pro-inflammatory fats and things like that over the holiday season. Now, with alcohol, your body actually metabolizes ethanol into a substance known as acetaldehyde. And unfortunately, this substance is even more toxic than the ethanol itself. Your body then eventually metabolizes that acetaldehyde to acetate, which is less harmful, but it still may contribute to hangovers. And while acetaldehyde is quite toxic, it tends to circulate in the bloodstream in small amounts relative to the ethanol and the acetate. And so the metabolism by the brain of the acetaldehyde is pretty unclear. So it's not clear whether the acetaldehyde itself plays a major role in hangovers. The evidence seems to suggest that it doesn't, um, but it may play more of a role in certain individuals. And these are people who have a gene known as the ALDH2 gene. Um, This increases acetaldehyde levels and facial flushing. So This suggests basically that if you're somebody who goes a bit red-faced after drinking, um, commonly you might find that around the nose area, then you're more likely to suffer with facial flushing and possibly also more likely to get um, a greater hangover. Acetate, on the other hand, does seem to affect hangovers. Um, Even the data on this is limited though. So the extent to which the ethanol, the acetaldehyde and the acetate plays a role in hangovers is pretty unclear. But what is clear is that hangover headaches and other symptoms are probably caused partly from the damage from inflammation and also oxidative stress suffered by the brain and other tissues. And this can result in mitochondrial dysfunction and impaired energy metabolism, which is probably why you feel exhausted and in need of a duvet day the day after. Um, Alcohol actually throws the body out of homeostasis, which is our natural balance. And it's associated with lots of hormonal and metabolic changes that can possibly cause that fatigue that you experience and um, cognitive impairment. It also affects hormonal function in a pretty significant way. So it affects a variety of hormones, including insulin, which deals with blood sugar regulation, um, cortisol, the stress hormone, and also testosterone, aldosterone, and growth hormone. 
and it has a pretty a big impact as well on our neurotransmitters. So adrenaline, noradrenaline, um, GABA, glutamate, on dopamine, serotonin, and also the endocannabinoid system. Um, so it can also cause things like hypoglycemia. So it has pretty profound um, impact, which are quite wide reaching. Uh, now, another factor in terms of getting a hangover may actually be what's known as the congeners. And congeners are chemicals that are produced during the fermentation process. And they contribute to the taste and the aroma of the alcoholic beverages. So now some of these congeners are actually toxic. And this may explain why different drinks with the same amount of alcohol seem to have different hangover severity. So if you think about the way you feel after drinking brandy, as opposed to vodka, um, this would give you a clue. Now, another reason uh, partially for hangovers is the fact that we get such disturbed sleep after consuming alcohol. So while alcohol may help you feel asleep, fall asleep more quickly, once it's gone from your body, what you can find is that you wake up. Um, and you, that you're actually more wakeful than usual. And this leads to worse sleep quality. It also, importantly, delays REM sleep, which helps with the formation of memories and emotional regulation, which is why in extreme cases of alcohol consumption, you might feel that you can't remember all or part of the night before. So this is all well and good, but then can you avoid a hangover? Well, the, the, I mean, the most obvious way to do this is obviously not to drink at all. But failing this is drinking in moderation. But what is moderation? And again, for the purpose of limiting hangovers, this isn't that well defined or studied. But what seems to be the case is that more than one gram of alcohol per kilo of body weight is enough to produce hangovers in most people. It's about 1.1 grams for women and 1.2 grams for men. And it, that's because it's not just body weight that matters here in terms of peak blood alcohol concentration um, and the rate that you um, uptake that alcohol into the brain. What matters most here is your water weight. And body fat holds a lot less water than muscle tissues. So it's not gonna be as good a buffer. And this is one of the reasons why less ethanol or alcohol is needed to give a hangover to women. Because as a rule, um, and this is talking generally here, um, pound for pound, women tend to carry more body fat than men. Now, although the internet is full of different types of cocktails and things you can take before drinking or supplements and drinks that are designed to prevent hangovers, the only real way is abstinence or moderation. Drinking plenty of water will help with the dehydration aspect um, in terms of the hangover symptoms. So part of those symptoms we do get is from that dehydration. And so keeping hydrated will help with this, but it's not going to help so much with the toxicity induced oxidative stress and neurological damage. So if you've overindulged, um, or maybe are overindulging over the Christmas break, not just with alcohol, but things like too much sugar or processed pro-inflammatory foods, then there are a few strategies that you can use, um, which I'm going to give you to help you bounce back in the new year and also limit the damage and the weight gain that can occur. So here are my top tips. The first one I would say is make sure you commit to an overnight 12-hour fast minimum. This gives your digestive tract time to rest and repair. 
um, alcohol and excess indulgence in, in, in the sugary and fatty foods can damage the lining of the gut. And fasting can help to heal this and renew the gut lining. We tend to uh, renew the gut lining by around 10% a night if we're sleeping well. So particularly if you focus on getting enough sleep, and the key thing here is to avoid eating and drinking too late into the evening. Um, so by ensuring that insulin is low by bedtime, um, this will help with growth hormone release, which helps to repair the gut lining and also makes you look good because um, growth hormone is great for skin health and also muscle gain. So I would say fasting overnight, um, 12 hours uh, at a minimum. Um, fasting for anywhere between 12, to 16 hours also has a very positive effect on your waistline. And certainly in studies with mice has been shown to reduce weight gain, even when they're fed a diet full of sugar and pro-inflammatory pro fats. The other top tip I'd say is um, having something like some probiotic rich yogurt first thing in the morning. That can be Greek yogurt or um, coconut yogurt can help. And also including some fermented foods to help with the health of your gut. So things like sauerkraut or maybe a bit of kombucha can also help um, provided you're not somebody who's on a low histamine diet. And I would also suggest that you include plenty of cruciferous vegetables. They can, these can really, really help. These contain lots of compounds, including sulforaphane, which helps powerfully helps with detoxification. So make sure that you fill your plate with things like good servings of Brussels sprouts, broccoli, kale, bok choy, and any other kind of cruciferous vegetables. This can really, really help with the detoxification. Um, milk thistle extract. This is a herb that contains silymarin, and this is a really nice therapeutic compound um, for the liver. So you could take that as well over the Christmas period. And the other one I'd like to mention is glutathione. This is a small amino acid containing molecule. It's a really important antioxidant that is naturally found in every cell in the body and it provides protection from free radicals and peroxides. And this is essential in helping the body's cellular def defenses and also the immune system to function at full capacity. There's a really important role in detoxification pathways, in um, healthy liver function and also in the intestinal tract. Now your body produces glutathione how well yours does this depends in part on your genetics, but um, glutathione can be taken. It's not that bioavailable, so you, you'd um, want to boost it with a supplement, then you're going to look for something like liposomal glutathione, which you would take for a, a short period. It's not something you take on a continual basis. And you could combine this with something like N-acetyl-L-carnitine, which is another amino acid that is a vital component of energy metabolism. So it can really help with energy levels. Its most important function is to transport the fatty acids into the mitochondria of muscle cells, including heart muscle um, as well. Another powerful antioxidant is alpha-lipoic acid, and this works really well with other nutriment, nutrients, sorry, um, such as vitamin C and E and glutathione to defend your cells against excess free radicals. So this, again, can really help to reduce the amount of oxidative stress. And then you could throw in some other anti-inflammatories, um, whether in supplement form or as part of your diet. So thinking of things like ginger, um, curcumin, which is the active compound found in turmeric and borage seed oil. These can all help to lower inflammation as well, as can um, omega-3 fats. Now, in terms of curcumin, um, as I've already mentioned, you can take that in supplement 
form. You can also add it to cooking. So if you're using up some turkey in a curry, for example, then adding turmeric and combining it with healthy fats such as organic cold-pressed um, coconut oil and also black pepper. Black pepper contains a compound called piperine. That can really help to enhance the bioavailability sorry, of the curcumin um, because it's not that um, absorbable. So that can really, really help. And then the other thing to mention is there are also clinics popping up all over the place now. Um, so do your research and make sure you're going somewhere good um, where you can get some IV vitamins directly um, into your bloodstream, which is a very active source, especially if you're someone that has absorption issues with your gut. And so a mix of B vitamins with some vitamin C and extra glutathione can actually really help to boost your energy and your antioxidant pathways. And if you follow me on Instagram, you'll have seen a recent post that I put out about vitamin IVs um, with lasers. So you can have um, laser light therapy with red, orange and blue and green lights that help to stimulate blood cells and stem cells, enhance ATP production. They can re uh, repair damaged tissue, improve your uptake of oxygen lower inflammation, they have antibacterial effects, and also help to enhance vitamin D production and serotonin. And you can actually really turbocharge this effect like I did by following it up with something like hyperbaric oxygen therapy. And I'm going to be including more information on this to come in future podcast episodes. So those are my top tips for minimizing the oxidative stress and helping to keep your liver in check. Um, what I would say is moderation, as always, is key. Look after yourself and enjoy the holiday season. I wish you all a very happy, healthy and prosperous new year and new decade. I'm going to be taking a little break, but I will be back in the new year with an exciting interview with one of the world's top mindset coaches to help you make a powerful start to 2020. Thanks for listening. Remember to review and subscribe. You can grab the show notes, the resources and highlights of everything Angela mentioned over at AngelaFosterPerformance.com. You can also snatch up plenty of other goodies, including the highly helpful Angela Recommends page, which is a list of everything she personally recommends to optimize your mind, body and lifestyle.